Marathon Week continues at the Gathering Strength Podcast. I'm your host, Ruby Rube. And in a short few days, I will be towing the line at the San Francisco Marathon. Join me this week as I celebrate and talk about everything marathon. Well, not everything marathon, but just some of the things that I find fascinating. Because simply, there are too many things that encompass the marathon. I'm not going to be able to talk about everything. Each day leading up to this San Francisco Marathon, I have created a podcast episode to talk about some of the things that have been on my mind in regards to this marathon. In episode 122, it is called Honor Your Strength, and primarily that is a main objective, a main mindset that I believe that you have to be ready to embody the marathon calls for you to become your best, to set all the bullshit aside, and go the extra mile. Episode 123, in the realm of honoring your strength, I talk about the history and the allure of the marathon. If you haven't checked out those episodes, hey, you know, all of that information is going to compound on top of this information. Because as well as episode 122, episode 123, your boy Ruby Rube, I got your back. Because episode 124, in the same vein as honoring your strength, celebrating Marathon Week, I talk about the inner flame. Hey, what is the inner flame? Hey, glad you asked. Don't worry about that because I'm not going to be talking about that too much today. That's why I created a podcast specifically talking about that inner flame and what we can do to stoke that fire go ahead after you're done listening to this compound your knowledge celebrate marathon week and go through this entire catalog i believe that if you are on the fence about running a marathon if you are you know should i do it should i pull the trigger should i push that submit button and pay my entry fee so that i can toe the line at your local marathon, I say go ahead and do it. And if you need an extra push to get you to jump off that cliff, hey, I'm just the guy to push you and watch you soar as you spread your your wings and you soar, little baby bird. You can't stay in that nest for your whole entire life. You're going to have to go out and put some order into that chaos. But don't worry, as you slay that marathon dragon, it's going to reveal some gold to you. And that's the whole point of creating this podcast series, Marathon Week, honoring your strength. I have been able to positively transform myself mentally, physically, spiritually, and financially because the things that I have learned through the marathon journey... That knowledge has been able to permeate through every single facet in my life. And I want other people to experience that. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough. But you know what? The things that are hard, the things that take focus, determination, courage, 
bravery, strength, resilience, mental fortitude, when you have to stack up all that to get to your destination, well, those are the things that are the most profound in life. And I I want to share that journey because, like I said, it has been a positive impact on my life. Being that it is Marathon Week, what am I going to be talking about today? Well, I already briefly recapped my past episodes, so today I'm going to keep it a little bit lighthearted. I'm going to be talking about celebrities. You know, these famous people that have ran a marathon? Well, you might be caught off guard and surprised to find out, hey, that some of the people that you have come to know and love, they have went through that marathon journey. And you know what? Don't you want to be just like them? Not only am I going to be talking about celebrities and their marathon finishing times. Like, for example, did you know Oprah Winfrey? She ran a marathon. And if she can do it, you can do it. Do you know what time she finished in? Well, hey, stay tuned because you're going to find out. I'm also going to be talking about Katherine Switzer. If you don't know who Katherine Switzer is, well, you're going to learn today because, hey, if it wasn't for her, maybe these women who are running the marathons today, maybe they wouldn't have the opportunity. In the world, it always takes that one to bust down the barrier, to open up the floodgate for the rest of humanity to have an opportunity. And you know what? Catherine Switzer, she's that person. Along with her, I'm going to be talking about the GOAT, the fastest person to have ever ran a marathon since humans have been running. Oh man, this guy goes the distance. She, she's a freaking gazelle. Eliud Kipchoge the world record holder for the fastest marathon. And when I tell you his pace and how fast that he ran those 26.2 miles, man, that's going to make you want to slap your mama. Now let us jump right in to the celebrities. Let's see who's first on the list. Oh, hey, we have Ryan Reynolds. You know who Ryan Reynolds is, right? Well, Ryan Reynolds, he ran a marathon. And he ran... Let's see, the New York City Marathon in 3 hours and 50 seconds. Now, actor Ryan Reynolds ran in 2008 the New York City Marathon to raise money for Parkinson's in honor of his father who suffered from the disease. And earlier in one of my podcast episodes, Honor Your Strength, I talk about how running a marathon can bring honor to the people who have come before you. Hey, and... I'll be damned, Ryan Reynolds running a marathon to pay homage to his father. I don't know if his father uh, passed away or not, but apparently his father has Parkinson's. And that was enough for Ryan Reynolds to go out and toe the line. Let's see, in an eloquent blog entry on the Huffington Post, he pledged to join thousands of other men and women to march in lockstep solidarity towards searing psychic pain and physical humiliation. Not a bad race time for someone who claims to be more of a running joke than a runner. Another celebrity who has ran a marathon is Nev Shulman. That is the guy who's best known for the, the catfish host. Now, he finished his marathon in 3 hours and 21 minutes. 
Now, Nev Shulman, 33, is best known for his 2010 documentary, Catfish, and the follow-up MTV series by the same name. Shulman made his marathon debut in 2015 at the New York City Marathon, where he ran three hours and 34 minutes, which made him the fastest celebrity to cross the finish line that year. His goal for 2016 was to break three hours. Though he missed that mark, he shaved an impressive 12 minutes and 33 seconds off of his personal best. Man, that's very good. That's super fast. He, uh, he had a goal of a sub-three-hour marathon. Sheesh! That's, that's really good. Now, another celebrity is... George W. Bush. I wouldn't really call him a celebrity. More like a ex-president. Man, and he, he smoked the track too. Let's see. George W. Bush finished in 3 hours and 44 minutes. That's super fast. Man, and his pitcher? He looks, he looks old. Man, I need to step up my game. I need to smoke. I, you know what? If me and George W. Bush were to toe the line, I would love to believe that I would smoke that guy. But hey, numbers don't lie. My fastest marathon is 3 hours and 40 minutes that I did at the Big Sur International Marathon. And like I said, you know, um, everyone, they run their own race. I was out there to, you know, have fun. Took a, took a couple pee breaks. Took a couple photos. And yeah, I finished in 3 hours and 40 minutes. But man, George W. Bush, he finished in 3 hours and 44 minutes. Let's see. So, a quote from George W. Bush. Now, this is the second Bush. Not not the father Bush, the second one. He says, I ran the first mile in 8 minutes and 30 seconds, and the last mile in 8 minutes and 30 seconds. Hey, that's some pretty good splits right there. Bush told Runner's World about his experience, carefully pacing the 1993 Houston Marathon. George W. Bush goes on to say, It was one of the greatest experiences of my life. I learned that running can make you feel 10 years younger the day of the race and 10 years older the day after the race. Facts. Yep, definitely. But you know, after you you, you run that race, yeah, you are going to be sore. But guess what? Your body, it is resilient. Your body is going to recover itself and then you're going to be stronger. Maybe you are broken down a little bit physically, but man, mentally and spiritually, you're going to be burning hot and you're going to be able to apply all of that mental fortitude and energy and focus into another aspect of your life. Edward Norton ran a marathon in three hours and 48 minutes. That's a great time too. How did actor Edward Norton get so fast? Well, for one, he trained in Kenya. Hey, must be nice to go out and train in Kenya. Sheesh. Norton ran the 2009 New York City Marathon to raise money for the Masai Wilderness Conservation Trust, an organization promoting sustainable development and protecting the Masai tribe's home and way of life. A little fun fact about that New York City Marathon is that that is the largest marathon in the entire country, maybe even in the entire world. Uh, the last statistic that I read about that marathon is that there are 50,000 participants. And, man, shit, 50,000 people? That's almost as many people as I had at my 23rd birthday party. Yep. 
let's just say I got shit faced then. Now, on the real, that's probably like a Taylor Swift size concert. You know, just going out and running 26.2 miles. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of porta potties. Uh, another person is Pippa Middleton. Do you know who Pippa Middleton is? Well, you're going to learn today. She ran her marathon in 3 hours and 56 minutes. Not bad. The younger sister to British royal Kate Middleton is an active runner, but prefers to complete marathons in exotic locations. Mmm, fancy. Must be nice. Her PR and 26.2 debut came at the 2015 Safaricom Marathon in Kenya, where she finished in 3 hours and 56 minutes. She was the 7th overall female. Wow, hey, that's uh... Not bad. You know what? There must not be that many people because to finish 7th with 3 hours and 56 minutes, I'd like to believe that, uh, you know, there's much faster runners out there. But, anywho, more recently, Middleton completed the 2016 Great Wall Marathon in China. Her time of 4 hours and 54 minutes on the grueling course was the 13th fastest female. Hey, I guess, uh... She's putting in some work. Another little fun fact about that Great Wall of China Marathon is that that is said to be one of the hardest marathons in the world. Alicia Keys, she ran a marathon in 5 hours and 50 minutes. Woo, hey, you know, that's barely making the, the cutoff time. A lot of the marathons that I have run, there's a 6-hour cutoff. And yeah, hey, she made it with uh, 10 hours to spare, or 10 minutes to spare. Alicia Keys joined nearly 50,000 runners through the concrete jungle where dreams are made of for the 2015 New York City Marathon. The race was the second attempt at 26.2 miles for the Grammy-winning singer, songwriter, and actress. Keys wrote in a blog post on Refinery29, quote, I'm all about breaking mental boundaries, and training for a marathon falls right into the Jedi mind training I need. End quote. Keys ran to raise funds for an organization she co-founded called Keep a Child Alive, which works to get HIV medications to children and families in Africa. You know, hey, make a little mental note that all these celebrities are out there running the New York City Marathon. That is one that is on my bucket list. That sounds super fun. Um, I think that one might be a exorbitant price. Like you got to pay, I don't know, thousands of dollars to run that one. Or you just have to be super fast and qualify for it. Pamela Anderson, she ran a marathon in 5 hours and 41 minutes. Now, the Baywatch television star model ran her first marathon at the 2013 New York City Marathon. Sheesh, hey, all these celebrities, they're all at the New York City Marathon. And it goes on to say, with her signature blonde hair tucked back in a blue baseball cap, she ran for the JP Haitian Relief Organization, a nonprofit organization founded by the actor Sean Penn. And if you know Pamela Anderson, you know that she is well endowed. She got some big old boobies. So, man, she must have some extra support to keep those things from flopping around all freaking, <laughs> all uncontrollably. Man, that, that must be a hurdle all on its own. So, kudos to Pamela Anderson for running a marathon in five hours and 41 minutes 
without her silicon bags plopping out of her skin. Drew Carey, he ran a marathon in 4 hours and 37 minutes. Uh, Carey, who served in the, in the U.S. Marine Corps Reserve for six years, ran the Marine Corps Marathon in 2011 as part of his weight loss journey. Carey said he trained based on his heart rate. Some days I just do an easy 45 minutes, he told Runner's World. Other days I do high-intensity speed or hill work that gets my heart rate as high as it can go. The only high mileage I do is on the weekends. I'm never out there jogging for the heck of it. Hey, you know what? He set his goal, and man, if you were to see some recent photos of him, he looks dramatically um, more trim. His skin looks toit, toit like a toiga, and yeah, you know, he, he. it looks like he was never a runner. He just put his mind to it, and he had purpose, he had a big why, and he went out and, and did it. So, kudos to Drew Carey. A couple more celebrities is going to be Gordon Ramsay. He ran his, hey, in a respectable three hours and 30 minutes. Uh, he's the one who is, he's the restaurateur known for hosting the TV series Hell's Kitchen. He's the one who's always mad for somebody burning the, uh, what was that dish? I forget, but he's always talking about, you've burned this, you burned that, get it out of my face. Now, he ran his marathon in 3 hours and 30 minutes. Man, that, you know what? He beat me by 10 minutes. So this this next marathon, I'm going to be keeping Gordon Ramsay in the forefront of my mind. And George Bush. I got to kick both those guys' asses. Another celebrity that ran a marathon is the bass player for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Flea. Now, he said he, he was never really a runner until he read the book Born to Run. And I listened to that book, great book, and it really puts into perspective why humans run on an evolutionary level. For example, did you know that a human can outrun a horse? Not in speed, you silly goose, but in distance. There are all of, of these evolutionary factors that contribute to a human and its nature and the ability to run super far. Now, some of the, the things that a human has is, one, we are able to uh, uh, get rid of, of our body's heat through sweat. And, you know, that helps us to run further because, for example, a horse, hey, they get too hot and they overheat much more easily than a human. And that's why out on the savannas in Africa, you know, the human was able to start chasing something and then just outrun it until that animal just got super tired. And then we would just stand over it with the rock and smash its head. You know, that was one way to get dinner. But here is a quote from a flea. He said, uh, the book Born to Run, it affected me profoundly. The concept of our bodies being used for the real purpose when they are running. Now, that is also a, a little mental nugget that after you read that book, Born to Run, and, you know, when you're out there running and you start to get tired, you can call up that information and say to yourself, hey, I was born to do this. I was born to run. Thousands of years of evolution has equipped me with all of the mechanisms to be able to do this. This is why humans run. 
And, you know, hey, that's just another little mental cookie to put in your head to help you to go the extra mile. And the more mental cookies that you could put in that little cookie jar, hey, the more that you're going to be able to call upon that information to stoke that inner flame to get you across that finish line. Two more celebrities. Um, Al Roker. He did his in seven hours and nine minutes. Now, I can't believe that that is going to qualify for a, a cutoff. He, he probably got a DNF that did not finish. Now, let's see. The Today Show hosts didn't realize how many hills there were in the New York City Marathon until he did the marathon in 2010. Quote, I remember looking at the bridge and thinking, what have I signed up here for? Uh, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, here we go. Your corral starts off and you start running. And I guess the adrenaline kind of gets you going. You're literally off to the races. You're fine. It wasn't until I was running through Brooklyn that I realized how many hills there are in New York. I can definitely um, relate to that adrenaline boost that he's feeling in that corral and it's fascinating that when you are in that marathon corral that you know once the crowd gets going you just get swept up in the pace and you know the adrenaline the environment and the grandiosity of the event you know that is going to help propel you forward that is going to be some energy that you don't feel when you're running by yourself. And hey, you know, that's why a lot of people, they can either, you know, hit that wall because they, they ran too hard and they, they their, their running plan went out the window. Sheesh, but you know what? That's, that's just part of the game. That's part of life. You know, sometimes we get too excited and the next thing you know, that marathon is punching us right in the mouth. And Mike Tyson, he says that everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. But you know what? If big old Al Roker can do it, so can you. He did it in seven hours and nine minutes. I bet you could do it faster. Some more names. I'm going to just be stating their names and their times. Tiki Barber. Four hours and 28 minutes. Brian Cranston, the guy from uh, Breaking Bad. Three hours and 20 minutes. Man, that old guy, man, he beat me. Three hours and 20 minutes. That's a super fast time. Katie Holmes. Uh, man, I'm looking at her picture right now, and it looks like it was a bit nippy outside, a little bit cold. She ran her marathon in five hours and 29 minutes. Mario Lopez, uh, the, the former teen heartthrob from Saved by the Bell and the current host of Extra, he ran the New York City Marathon in 4 hours and 23 minutes. Man, so I guess if you want to go out and run a marathon and be immersed by a bunch of celebrities, hey, look no further than, than the New York City Marathon. Let's see, Al Gore. He ran his in 4 hours and 58 minutes. You can beat Al Gore. Come on. Shia LaBeouf, that interesting guy. 4 hours and 35 minutes. Sean Astin. He did his uh, Los Angeles marathon 
in four hours and four minutes. Not bad. And it looks like um, he also does Iron Man's. I think he did Iron Man Hawaii. His uh, the picture that they're showing for him looks like he's crossing a finish line. Now let's see. You know what? In September, I'm going to be doing an, an Iron Man. And guess what? The week leading up to that is going to be Iron Man week. But for right now, we'll focus on Marathon week. Another celebrity, and the final celebrity to run a marathon is going to be Oprah. She ran hers in 4 hours and 29 minutes. It should come as no surprise Oprah ran the marathon, considering she helped kick off an anyone-can-do-it mentality back in 1994. But her Marine Corps marathon time is worth including because it has since developed special significance as one of those benchmark goals for many runners. Boston qualifying time out of reach? Consider shooting for your Oprah Winfrey qualifier, a.k.a. the Oprah line. So, hey, if you can't qualify for the Boston Marathon, that's fine because guess what? A lot of people can't qualify for that. The next second best goal is, can you beat Oprah? You know, so if you beat Oprah, that means that you ran a sub four hour and 30 minute marathon. That's a respectable time. And that is called the Oprah line. Now, one interesting thing about Oprah is that she's she is a billionaire. Now, she started from humble beginnings. I don't know her story completely. I would love to read a biography about her. But man, hey, female, African-American, and, you know, during her time moving up, those are two obstacles that seemingly, hey, women couldn't get over, especially an African-American woman. Hey, if Oprah can do it, you can do it. And back in 1994, I guess she had a little catchphrase, anyone can do it. I'm trying to get like Oprah. You know what? I said Oprah was going to be the last one, but I got to mention this guy. Sean Combs, a.k.a. Puff Daddy. Now, Puff Daddy ran his marathon. You already know which venue it was at. Yes, the New York City Marathon. In 2003, he ran his marathon in 4 hours and 14 minutes. Crushing Oprah's marathon time. Man, how is is Puff Daddy going to try to compete with Oprah? That seems ludicrous to me. First of all, in the endurance world, it's... There's a little catchphrase, run your own race. You know, they ran two different courses. And, you know, hey, maybe Oprah was just chilling. Maybe she was having fun. And meanwhile, Puff Daddy, he's all trying to beat Beast Mode, trying to beat Oprah Winfrey. And Oprah Winfrey, she's not even trying to compete with him. She's just having a great time, maybe. But the funny thing about uh, Puff Daddy, I saw saw him at his finish line. And that guy couldn't even walk after. He had to have his bodyguards carry him off. And, you know, he has big bodyguards. And it looked like, or he looked like a little kid, a little rag doll. He had his big old bodyguards carrying him like a groom carries a bride into the, the hotel room. But it was a one grown man carrying another grown man. So, if you want to uh, beat Puff Daddy... And Oprah, run it in four hours. And then you can send Puff Daddy a little tweet on Instagram or Twitter and just rub it in his face. Be like, hey, Puff Daddy, 
You might have more money than me, but at least I beat you in a marathon. Man, I keep saying that this is going to be the last celebrity, but I keep scrolling down this list. And this is uh, on the runnersworld.com. Now, I have to mention Will Ferrell. He beat both Oprah and Puff Daddy. Will Ferrell ran the Boston Marathon in 2003. Now, that wasn't his first marathon. He ran it in 3 hours and 56 minutes. A sub-4 marathon. Hey, that's a great... A great time for a big guy, and he's a little bit older. But let's see. Oh, he's also on the cover of Runner's World. And you already know, it is a funny, a funny photo. Will Ferrell, he never fails to get a laugh. Let's see. Um, The comedian and former Runner's World cover model got serious about training for the big race. And this is a quote from Will Ferrell. He says, Running a marathon is not a question of whether it will be painful, but when it will be painful. End quote. He told reporters after crossing the finish line, It does help to have a sense of humor, but I'm also also respectful of the race. Yep, I can agree to that too. It's gonna hurt. But, you know, hey, getting to any of your goals is gonna hurt. It's gonna require some pain achieving your goal and pain they just go together it's kind of like peanut butter and jelly chicken and waffles and cigarettes with barflies they just go together all right let's continue here are 10 interesting facts about the marathon i already told you about the origin of the marathon but to keep this in context The marathon traces its roots back to ancient Greece. According to legend, in 490 BCE, a Greek soldier named Phidippides ran from the Battle of Marathon to Athens, a distance of about 26 miles to deliver news of victory before collapsing from exhaustion. Hey, rumor has it is that after he collapsed from exhaustion, he died. So hopefully that doesn't happen to you on your marathon journey. As soon as you cross that finish line, you just croak and die. Interesting fact number two, the standardized distance. The marathon distance of 26.2 miles, also known as 42.195 kilometers, became standardized during the 1908 London Olympic Games. The distance was adjusted to allow the race to start at Windsor Castle and finish in front of the Royal Box at the Olympic Stadium. Now, I don't know why they just couldn't round up or down. Hey, 26 miles flat, or maybe 26.5 miles. How about uh, 27 miles? There are a lot of things that don't make sense that you know everyone is just like all right we'll we'll just run 26.2 miles or how in the united states you are considered a adult at 18 and you can go to war at 18 years old but you have to be 21 to drink alcohol it's like all right are we adults here or what i can go out and you know i'm considered a adult I can go out and go to war, I can sign myself up for all of these things, but I'm not responsible enough to handle alcohol. Hey, well, why not just make being a, a adult 21? That sounds more reasonable. 
But anywho. Interesting fact number three. The women's marathon debut. The first women's marathon at the Olympics took place in 1984 in Los Angeles. Prior to that, women were not allowed to compete in the marathon at the Olympic Games. So let's see. In 1908, that's when the London Olympic Games were, all right, when the distance of 26.2 miles was standardized. And then the women had to wait damn near 80 years to be able to participate. You know, they were just spectators. Uh, we're going to get into interesting fact number four, the Boston Marathon. Because the Boston Marathon, hey, there's an interesting story in that in which I'm going to cover. But hey, let me get through these 10 interesting facts. Quit rushing me. Uh, interesting fact number four, the Boston Marathon. The Boston Marathon first held in 1897. It is the oldest annual marathon and one of the most prestigious in the world. It is well known for its challenging course and his historic significance. Now, the Boston Marathon, they have a, a little uh, mascot and it's a unicorn. And now that is a appropriate... Uh, mascot because man those runners like they are rare the speed that they can produce they're running so freaking fast amongst the general population the elite of the elite of the elite they go and they compete in the in that boston marathon you have to qualify to be able to run in the Boston Marathon. Otherwise, you have to pay like, I don't know, $3,000 to run in it. Aside from having to be super duper fast, um, yeah, the, the world, the cream of the crop races there. But at this last year's Boston Marathon, with the advancement of technology, everybody has a ring cam, right? So, the course of that Boston Marathon, it, it goes through some neighborhoods. And there's many athletes, participants, caught on people's ring cams. Like they will go into their front yard. They will at least have the common courtesy to go behind a bush. But yeah, they'll shit right on your front yard. <laughs> now, while that is frowned upon in the marathon running world, you that is considered bush league. You don't want to go take a crap on someone's front yard. But hey, man, I guess if you can't find a porta potty, the alternative is better than crapping your pants. Interesting fact number five, the largest marathon. Yep, it is the New York City Marathon. It is the largest marathon in the world in terms of the number of finishers. Hmm. It attracts over 50,000 participants each year. Yep, that's a lot of people, and that's a lot of porta potties. And from the list of celebrities that I have recently listed off, that's a lot of celebrities. Now, Boston Marathon qualification. That is the interesting fact. Number six, the Boston Marathon requires participants to meet specific qualifying times based on age and gender. Runners must achieve a certain time in a certified marathon to be eligible to register. Now, if you're curious, here are the Boston Marathon qualifying times. Now, mind you, you need to run a Boston Marathon certified course. You can't just, you know, run 
any marathon. It, it needs to be a sanctioned race. So age group 18 through 34. For the men, you need to be able to run three hours flat. The women, three hours and 30 minutes. And it looks like they even have a, a new category, the non-binary. Well, you're, you're going to have to run three hours and 30 minutes. Uh, age group 35 through 39. This is going to be my age group. I'm 39 right now. Uh, the men is going to be three hours and five minutes. Women is going to be three hours, 35 minutes, non-binary, same, same pace. Uh, um, age group 40 through 44, men have to run three hours and 10 minutes. Women, three hours and 40 minutes, and non-binary is going to be the same. Age group 45 through 49, three hours and 20 minutes. Women, three hours and 50 minutes. Uh, age group 50 through 54, men is going to be 3 hours and 25 minutes, women 3 hours and 55 minutes. Age group 55 through 59, you know, I'm going to go all the way through age group 75 through 79. If you want to run the Boston Marathon, well, you're going to have to qualify. For men, it's going to be 4 hours and 35 minutes. And for women, it's going to be five hours and five minutes. For all of those endurance athletes who are in the age group of 80 and over, hey, you know, they're out there. I recently saw an article that the oldest person to ever finish a marathon was 100 years old. I don't have that, uh, the, the complete statistic, but hey, 100 years old and they ran a marathon. Now, for the 80 and over, if you want to qualify for the Boston Marathon, men are going to have to run 4 hours and 50 minutes. Women are going to have to run 5 hours and 20 minutes. Now, just try to, I don't know, chew on that for a little bit. Think about the 80-year-olds, if you know any. And just ponder for a little while. Hey, how much health and how much of a resilient mindset, how much of an overall healthy mofo is that person going to have to be to run a freaking marathon in four hours and 50 minutes? Ah, man, that is, it is unfathomable, unfathomable that, you know, people like that exist. And going back to the Boston Marathon mascot, it's a unicorn, <laughs> right? Because those people who are 80 and over running a marathon in four hours and 50 minutes, they're nothing short of a freaking unicorn. As mentioned earlier before, interesting fact number seven, the Great Wall Marathon. If you will recall back to one of those celebrities, Peppa Middleton, you know, she's not even the 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 princess like why do we care about the princess's little sister peppa and that name i only know two other peppas peppa pig and peppa from salt and peppa and i never heard of this peppa middleton and you know she's she's riding her her sister's coattails into fame and an interesting fact, number seven, is going to be the Great Wall Marathon in China is known as one of the most challenging marathons due to its course that includes over 5,000 steps along the Great Wall of China. Uh, interesting fact, number eight, Midnight Sun Marathon. 
the Midnight Sun Marathon in Norway takes place in Tromaso above the Arctic Circle. Participants run in 24-hour daylight during the summer months. Yeah, that's uh, unique. Uh, I'll, I'll maybe put that on my bucket list. But before I do that, I want to do an Ironman in Australia. And I want to go run with the bulls. So, hey, maybe one of these days I'll, I'll hitch a ride. Maybe take an Uber down to Norway and go do that, uh, that Arctic Circle Marathon. Uh, let's see. Interesting fact number nine. Marathon Disabilities. Uh, This marathon in Morocco is considered one of the toughest foot races on earth. It covers approximately 156 miles. Hey, this is an ultra marathon. Come on, hey, I I plan on covering that tomorrow. Ooh, a little sneak peek, a little cliffhanger. But while we're here, this crosses the Sahara Desert over several days, and it's 156 miles. Man, that says adventure all over it, right? And the participants must carry their own food and equipment. (laughs) Wow. Incredible. Uh, Interesting fact number 10. Multiple marathons in a year. Some dedicated marathon runners take part in multiple marathons in a year or even attempt to run marathons on all seven continents. You know, hey, last year, your boy Ruby Rube did two marathons in one year. Hey, it looks like... uh, I unknowingly made myself on this list as a byproduct. And, you know, I am considering running the uh, International Marathon in Sacramento only because one of my favorite uh, influencers, Nick Barr, or Nick Bear, uh, he said that he's running it. So, hey, maybe I might have an opportunity to go and run along that guy. That'll do it for the interesting facts about the marathon. Just understand that the intriguing facts highlight the marathon's rich history, global appeal, and the various challenges and unique experiences it offers to participants around the world. Now, going back to that Boston Marathon, because there is a unique story within that rich history of the Boston Marathon. Let me introduce you to my girl, Katherine Switzer. Known as Catherine Switzer, she made history on April 19th, 1967, when she became the first woman to officially run the Boston Marathon as a registered participant. At that time, women were not allowed to compete in the Boston Marathon, which was considered a men-only race. However, Switzer managed to register for the race using her initials, KV Switzer, uh, and that disguised her gender. Yeah, considering that the Boston Marathon, uh, its roots, let's see, that one started in 1897. And prior to that, the race coordinators or the officials, the people who were hosting that race, they had the mindset that the women, their minds were too feeble, their bodies too weak. They could not possibly endure a 26.2 mile run. Nope, they were just simply too frail. And you know what? Nobody wants to be around a, a, a butch woman, right? Uh, no, no woman wants to go and run it. So, you know, that's why they had that mindset back then. But, hey, that didn't stop Catherine Switzer from doing what she had to do to gain her, uh, her, 
her registration into that race. And the way that she did it, she couldn't put Catherine Switzer on her registration. Nah, she had to add some ambiguity to her gender. She used her initials, K.V. Switzer. Hey, that sounds pretty genderless to me, right? But back then, they just assumed that it was a dude. Now, during the race, Switzer's entry went unnoticed until a race official, his name is Jock Semple, he spotted her running among the male participants. Now, this guy, his name, uh, Jock, he was infuriated by the idea of a woman running the marathon, and he tried to physically re- remove her from the course. He lunged at her, shouting, Get the hell off my race and give me those numbers! And now, that Switzer... Uh, uh, Catherine Switzer, she was running with her boyfriend. And guess who her boyfriend was? He was uh, uh, like some all-American football player. And there is an awesome photo, a historical photo that you can see online. And I have heard the interview that Catherine Switzer uh, talked about in regards to this whole situation. And she can she talks about how the vitriol, the anger and the hatred and the look at that man's eyes as he was like lunging towards her and he was trying to scrape off her her, her racing bib. Oh yeah, but hey, Catherine Switzer, she was running with her boyfriend, that all American, and you can see that guy just launched him. In the, the photo, Catherine Switzer, she's like trying to get away. Uh, the race director is like g- grabbing her. And the boyfriend is just like lowering his legs. And he's hipping into that guy. And he just launches him. It's an awesome photo. I would uh, recommend that you go on and type in uh, Catherine Switzer Boston Marathon. And that um, undoubtedly that photo is going to come up. Now, the boyfriend's name, Tom Miller, let's give him a little DJ air horn, bam, 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 and a little tap, uh, tip of the cap. And so he, he was running with her, and he pushed him away, and that allowed her to continue the race. Now, with the support of her fellow male runners, including her boyfriend and other participants, Switzer managed to finish the race, becoming the first officially registered woman to compete the Boston or to complete the Boston Marathon. Her defiant act challenged gender stereotypes and paved the way for future generations of female marathon runners. Switzer's experience during the 1967 Boston Marathon brought attention to the issue of gender discrimination in sports and sparked conversations about the inclusion of women in long-distance running events. And now, as my daughter grows up, this is going to be one woman who I am going to be able to present to my daughter and show her that, hey, you want to you know, be a trailblazer? Look at this woman. Because of Catherine Switzer's defiant act, man, she opened up the door for women to be able to compete in these races and now because a um a rising tide raises raises all boats you know women have gotten better women have gotten stronger and smarter industries have been created jobs have been created that simple and single defiant act has brought in value that you can't even measure into the world it has enriched so many people's lives and, man, a rising tide raised all boats because women have gotten 
you know, bigger, stronger, faster, smarter. Hey, us men too. We have gotten bigger, stronger, faster, and smarter. And man, that's just simply how it works. Now, final thoughts on this situation. In retrospect, Catherine Switzer's perseverance and courage to defy societal norms and participate in the Boston Marathon as a registered female runner played a pivotal role in breaking barriers and championing women's rights in sports. Her legacy continues to inspire female athletes worldwide, and she remains a symbol of empowerment and determination for women in marathon running and beyond. In recognition of her historic achievement and her contribu- contributions to women's sports, Catherine Switzer's bib number, number 261, was officially retired by the Boston Athletic Association, and she continues to advocate for gender equality in sports. Now, that's very cool. Um, if you are a woman and you are considering running a marathon, just know that there have been you know, hundreds, if not thousands of women before you who were unable to, who did not have the opportunity to participate in a marathon. And the fact that, you know, Catherine Switzer, she had the courage to go and do what she did. She broke that barrier and that opened up the floodgates for all sorts of positive things to be manifested within this world. So, hey... Right on, Catherine Switzer. Now, I can't have a marathon week without talking about the goat. The goat of all goats. Eliud Kipchoge. If you don't know who Eliud Kipchoge is, well, man, you're going to learn today. Eliud Kipchoge, he is a Kenyan long-distance runner and one of the greatest marathoners in history. He was born on November 5th, 1984 in Kapaswa, Nandi County in Kenya. Kipchoge has made a significant impact on the world of distance running, achieving remarkable feats in his career. Kipchoge first gained international recognition in track and field events, particularly in the 5,000 meters and 10,000 meters discipline. He won a gold medal in the 5,000 meters at the 2003 World Championships in athletics and another gold medal in the 5,000 meters in the 2008 Olympic Games in Beijing. However, Kipchoge's most impressive achievements have come in marathon running. He made his marathon debut in 2013 at the Hamburg Marathon, where he won at an impressive time. Since then, he has continued to dominate the world of marathons, setting numerous records and breaking barriers. One of his most notable accomplishments is his performance at the uh, INEOS 159 Challenge in Vienna, Austria on October 12, 2019. In this event, he became the first human to complete a marathon distance in under two hours, clocking an unofficial time of one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds. Though not recognized as an official record due to certain race conditions and pacing, it remains a historic achievement and testament to Kipchoge's unparalleled endurance and determination. Man, how the heck is that not considered a record? Can you imagine being like his his coach and his team and being the, you know, one of the spectators and then just being Kipchoge in general? And here you are, you're running the final, you know, hundred yards and you are on pace to 
complete the first sub two-hour marathon in human history, and then you cross the finish line in one hour, 59 minutes, and 40 seconds, and you're all celebrating. You're like, yeah, you're chest bumping, you're high-fiving, you're head-button, you're chugging some beers, celebrating, and then some judge comes up, and he's like, he's, he's shaking his head, waving his, his arms, and he's like, nope, unofficial. Sorry, Kipchoge, but it was a, you had a little bit too much of help from the wind, or maybe, I don't know, his pacer uh, was, I don't know, freaking did something that violated uh, the rule of, of, of pacing. It's like, come on, bro. Nah, Kipchoge, the greatest goat, the, the marathon runner of all time, ran 26.2 miles in under two hours. Now, I understand that that is hard to comprehend you know, all right, hey, 26 miles, uh, 26.2 miles in an hour and 59 minutes and 40 seconds. Now, what does that equate to? Well, I'm going to tell you. I entered in those figures into a run pace calculator at active.com. And the pace per mile is going to be a four minute, 34 second uh, pace per mile. That is unfathomably fast. That is nuts. Four minutes and 34 seconds for 26.2 miles. I don't understand the energy system in a human's body that allows for that energy output. Like, what is that? I don't know. I don't get it. But hey, there's a bunch of people who are knocking on that door. As time goes on and there's more technological advances and there's more understanding and recovery, nutrition, workouts. Man, there's probably some little kid right now. He's probably seven years old who is already running, you know, a three-hour marathon or something much faster than that. Yep, someone is going gonna, is gonna to beat that. I want to be surprised if a human one day with all of the technological advancements can run a 26.2 miles in an hour. We're going to keep chomping away at that time. Speaking of time, hey, that'll do it for today's podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. If you like what you heard, hey, give me a like. Give me a subscribe. Give me a follow. You can connect with me on Instagram, Ruben underscore Quavis. I'm on TikTok at Gathering Strength. You can hit me up on Facebook. Uh, I have all my links. You can find the link to uh, to my link tree. You can connect with me somewhere in the show notes. And thank you so much for tuning in to Marathon Week with your boy Ruby Ruby at the Gathering Strength. Until next time, it's onward. Always onward.